Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. On our final episode of August 2019. And we're feeling the weather change from the dog days of August into the fall of September. I'm feeling a wind come into the air. Nice. Good one. You like that one? I I don't really like it. It's okay. (laughs) No, it's great. It's great. Everyone is a critic here. Can't get any jokes over Scott, the late August winds are starting to approach as we approach September, reminding me somewhat of the wind referenced in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. We are addressing the contradiction in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 of darkness, which represents absence, and water, which represents presence, that God created these two concepts in the same verse. And it's a contradiction. He created a contradiction. And in fact, we can also use different terminology. Water represents giving, and darkness represents holding back. These are absolute opposites. How can they work together? And the answer, David, as we alluded to last time, is the Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God or the Wind of God. And here we're going to translate it. We're using an ancient Jewish tradition, the Wind of God. The same way that we have darkness as a physical thing, we have water, another physical entity. Here, Ruach refers to the physical entity of wind. If darkness is a metaphor for absence or holding back, if water is a metaphor for presence or giving, then wind is the metaphor for the balance between the two, the harmonization of darkness and water, of absence and presence, of giving and holding back. That's all well said and done, Scott, to give an alternative translation to Ruach Elohim, to God's wind. But I was talking about God's Spirit. I would add on, because I like the translation of God's Spirit, obviously lowercase s, not Holy Spirit. For some reason, you decide to go down this road of God's wind, and it's a beautiful revelation you're bringing to our listeners today to understand the balance between absence and presence, fullness and emptiness. I would say, in the concept of Ruach Elohim, when you're dealing with darkness— the absence and the presence of God, you need the creation of God's spirit to come in to help create the notion that I can actually bring God into the world in this contradiction. That God's spirit, this notion, this idea is actually needed to make God come into the world through our human actions. Hmm, that's interesting. So Tell me if I'm correct, David. It sounds like you're saying that whereas I was arguing that ruach, wind, refers to a metaphorical concept just like darkness and water do of balance, you're saying that it's the Spirit of God that causes us to have this balance, or more specifically, who creates that balance, something which can't be done by human hands. That balance can only be done because God himself is involved. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that because in the human mind, This contradiction is so vast, we wouldn't think on our own for the ability to balance these two contradictory concepts. And therefore, God needed to bring in the idea that you can do that. It's a revolutionary idea that comes into the world 
through the concept of the Ruach Elohim. I like that very much. And in fact, I could even argue that it's reflected in the words themselves, because whereas darkness is stated on its own, the word is simply darkness, and whereas water is stated on its own, it says water, when it says wind or spirit, it does say the spirit of God. God is placed together with spirit because it's God himself who achieves and who affects this balance, allowing it to happen. You know, David, the concept of balance doesn't mean that it's an equal balance at all times, and that's why it's a divine activity. If it were simply 50% absence and 50% presence, that's not how things work. It rather is sometimes more absence, sometimes more presence based on what we need, not based on what God wants to do, but based on what God knows that we require. Sometimes his absence is more important. Sometimes his presence is more important. I, as a parent, for example, David, I know there are times when my children might make a mistake, and I have to let them do that and choose that path. Otherwise, I'd be spoiling them. I'd be acting as a bad parent. In the same way, God himself is always balancing going back and forth, deciding what is right for his children in the world. That the activity itself that God is constantly doing, because if any of these things didn't have God in it, then we don't have our world. God constantly has to be in the activity of everything, of these ideas, in the relationship he has with humanity to make this all work. It's not just an act that happens once and then God went away. It's constant flow of God in the world. And in fact... That's what leads into the next verse, because when we have these concepts, the concepts of presence, absence, and in the middle of them, the concept of balance, which God can affect, at that point, that's when we're ready for the actual creation. When the concepts are available, now God can say, let there be light, because the world is ready to be created. And what's amazing about that verse, let there be light, and I know we're going overtime in our podcast minutes, because Scott has a specific amount of minutes for our daily podcast, but... I think this important message to take away from today. Light automatically happens when God says it. And that meaning for us is that if we connect into the Ruach Elohim and we unveil God, it's automatic that God's light comes into the world. But we must connect into it first. That's a beautiful idea. Can I make one final point? I, know I can't we're believe going it. Over. I'm actually on the floor right now, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, because he's agreeing with me. This... Boston Red Sox fan is agreeing with the New York Yankees, finally. So let me give you one final point to throw out there, which our listeners might wonder, just to tie up a loose end. Why would darkness be created before water? Why would the concept of absence be created before the concept of something being there? Some That's presence? a great cliffhanger, Scott. So I guess we'll think about that over the weekend. My name is David Nekrotman. My name is Scott Kahn. And blessings from Jerusalem.